Ted Trimpa was one of the key Democratic strategists responsible for turning Colorado into a socialistic wasteland that it's become. Over whiskey, I asked him if his team has gone too far. His answer might surprise you. I'm John Caldera, president of Independence Institute, and this is the audio version of our television show, Devil's Advocate. You can watch that program by going to youtube.com and searching for our channel, IITV, which stands for Independence Institute TV, or just go to thinkfreedom.org. I know you're going to like this discussion. If you can boil down why Colorado has turned into a socialist cesspool into <laughs> one person, it's this man, Ted Trimpa, who calls himself a Democratic strategist. Strategist, yeah. And a lawyer. Give me credit. <laughs> same, Give me credit. Same, credit. same thing. Same damn same thing. thing. And, man, and, by, and by the way, you're yeah. welcome. You're <laughs> Thank welcome. you. For what? How do you, how do you sleep at <laughs> night knowing you unleashed this hell? Uh, I get in bed. You get in bed. I lay back. You drink the I'm, blood of a small child. <laughs> and then you sleep like a kitten. I sleep really well, for the most part. All right. When, when you and Al Yates and the rich guys who poured all the money into what we colloquially call the blueprint, did you have right. any idea that it would wreak such hell afterwards? Okay. I wouldn't say it would wreak such hell. Did I think? it would be in the place that it is today, no. Because uh, that wasn't the intention. I mean, it's, it's French Revolution overboard oh, at this it, point. Listen, you don't have any more hair to burn. I mean, I didn't have hair to begin with. <laughs> but you've got to admit, um, some of the reforms you and your funders wanted uh, are so far back in the rearview mirror. I've heard you use the word hubris yep. of, of what's happened. You got to look at this sometimes and go, we got a little more than what we bargained for. Oh, that's true. I, I would agree with that. Because if you take a look How at so? the margin, well, take a look at the margins in the House, you know, 46-19. I mean, the Republican caucus can fit themselves into a phone booth, you know, and then when you look at some of the members of the Republican and, and caucus. And still hate each other. And yeah, well, I, I could say two words kind of like describes what's going on for the most part with them. And that is representative bottoms. They've hit bottom. You know, the kinds of things that he would say, the personal attacks that he did towards Tatone, uh, it's just not acceptable. And strategically for us, it's a good thing. Republicans have lost their minds again. They're now saying that, you know, gay people are going to marry horses, that transgender people don't exist. Um, and it allows us to play off of that. The problem is, is that we have so many people and they all have their own ideas. And because we're in the majority, they have to be heard. And so it takes up more time. It's more difficult to kind of, con control is not the right word, but get a better sense of what the kind of policy it is that we're going to allow to move forward. And so you end up with what happened is within the Democratic caucus, you'll have a left idea in terms of how to approach something, and then something just to the right of it. Um, and that's something just to the right of it, typically something that leadership is trying to push, understandably. Because I mean, I'll be the can first I, one let to Let me rephrase this. You have an idea that's, a leftist idea, and then you have a screaming communist idea, oh, and then okay. it starts to work. Your caucus, you have a supermajority in the House, you have a near supermajority in the Senate. Every level, lever of power in the state is run by the left. And the fissures, By a Democrat, I wouldn't say the left. By the whacked out left. 
And the fissures are beginning to show. The fights that are happening inside the caucus are starting to lay bare when Republicans walked out of the House at the end of the session. Right. Rightfully so. They, they couldn't, they couldn't, it was useless for them to be there. They weren't being heard. None of their amendments were being oh, brought up. Oh, they were up. being heard. Oh, please. Because they would talk and 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 talk. That's being heard. They... New amendments were being brought up on third reading that has never been brought up on third reading before. We've never seen such tactics brought up by a majority before. Oh, oh, tactics brought up by a majority. Let's see. Let's let's look back when I think I believe it was President Andrews and Norma Anderson was a majority leader in the state senate. On the third and you reading, decided, and you decided, oh, we're going to do redraw all the congressional maps in the middle of a cycle. Don't be a sore winner. <laughs> We've got, you've got control over everything and you've had now for decades. And if you've got to go back two decades to find a, find something to, to whine about, this is being a sore winner. Let's talk about this. Okay. Right. After this, you've got caucus members in your caucus screaming at each other, yelling yeah. at each other. You are starting to see fissures happening where you've got Democrats threatening to primary other Democrats. Right. And so you're starting to see the power starting to push between far left and left Democrats. There was a time that we've had um, Democrat control of Colorado legislature. And we've had Lamb and Romer and Ritter and others, but we've never had the type of progressives that we've had now. It is a very different. It's a very different scene down there, and you've you've got to you've got to. No, I agree with that. No, it, I think there are two things here. One is the margins are so big. Going back to what I said earlier, forty-six nineteen, there's bound to be divisions, different ideas within the forty-six. Bound to be. You go back to these golden era times. I feel like I need to pull out a cane. Eh, <laughs> I remember when it was so good. Um, and think that that's what it should be today. Times today are different. Attitudes are different. You know, there's you know opinions about environmental policy that was nowhere near what it is today, 20 years ago. So we've got to accept the fact that times have changed. Now, do I think that it, they are as left as many people within the caucus are? No. Do I think that they're overplaying that hand? Yes. Do I think there's a lot of hubris? Yes. Do I think the margins are too much? Yes. Do I think that's bad for Colorado? Yes. Do I think the Republicans are lost and trying to find their way and don't even know how to get through the front door? Yes, except for maybe four or five of them. Um, and that has to get fixed. You know, even if they only have 12, you know, in the Senate, even if they only have 19 in the House, um, and I will say this about the Senate, Paul, uh, Senator Lundeen, Leader Lundeen, I think has done a great job. Um, it, that's not an easy thing to do what he's done when you have Lundeen and Gardner. I'll, I'll, they deserve a lot of credit. They, I mean, I disagree with some of the stuff they did and what they say. Um, but Let's get back to some of the things that you said about the team that you helped, you were the architect that put them in, into power. Over many, many years, when you say they have too much hubris and they are too much in power, what do you mean when you say they have too much hubris, Democrats? Well, it, Put some meat on that. Okay, uh, I will. So of the 46, you know, at least a third, if not a half, I really should have known this before I came on the show, um, are new. You know, and some of these folks don't, 
they don't even know about the blueprint and what happened. I'm not saying that they all need to. It's not like they need to go to a class about it. Um, but many of them think that, hey, I got elected. People knew what my policies were, what my positions are. And so that's what they want me to do. Um, and there isn't a kind of a broader consideration of where the overall electorate is in Colorado. Remind, you know, keeping in mind almost half are unaffiliated. So they're not the far left or far right that some people in those factions believe that they are. Um, and they overstep. I mean, it's, it's bound to happen if you have 46 people in a caucus that they're going to be divisions. It's bound to happen. Now, do I think some of it is disrespectful? Yes. Do I think it's healthy for all, of, all we Democrats? No. Do I think it's human nature at a certain level? Yes. What, was, what did you see as disrespectful? I'm curious. And I'll, I'll be happy to talk about some of the craziness on the Republican side. Sure. And, um, but that's been laid bare. It, it, it's moot at this point to talk about. I think for members to be very, when I say public, it's not like public like they go on TV and say, oh, gee whiz, this is what I'm going to do. But very clear publicly within that world that if you don't do what I think you should do, then we're going to primary you and being very active about it. That is too much. You know, and my response to that is when people, because I had a couple members come off the floor and they're like, oh my God, they're threatening to primary me. What do I do? And I said, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you think is right. And by the way, I'd love to know how they're going to primary you because they don't have 10 cents in their pocket. So let them front and wave their arms and beat their chest and threaten you. Um, you, just, you just have to keep going. Now, the problem is, is that people tend to then start believing their own you-know-what. Um, and then that creates a real problem in terms of how leadership deals with that. And I think part of the problem with the House, not problem with the House, a challenge that happened in the House, is you have a speaker that hadn't been in leadership before. And now, you know, we've never had a situation with 46. And she's expected to manage 46. And you have some really strong personalities in that caucus who push back. So read between the lines, babe. Read between the lines. <laughs> that was very tactful. That was really <laughs> well done. You've got you got a lot of you got this a lot of people. This is how I'm a police. strategist. See? Uh, no, no, no. That's a kiss ass. That was really nice, <laughs> nicely done. You have a lot of strong personalities. All right. So instead of saying I got a lot of assholes in my party, I got to take care of, and but no, I got a lot of strong personalities. Well, you know, no, mind you, I, I agree that we've never had so many new people. Um, we also have new leadership. On the Republican side, Hugh McKean, what an amazing man, passed yeah. away. Uh, so even tragic, on, tragic. Even tragic, on the leadership tragic. side, uh, and also just a great guy. But even on the leadership side, on the Republican side, we don't have. Uh, we have neophytes running, running, but we also have wild divisions. But it doesn't really matter when you're in the super minority when you're fighting a super majority. Well, see, it does matter. It does matter because it makes it even more difficult to push something. It makes it even more difficult to do something. You know, if you have, div I, mean, I mean, how do, no, you, have, how do you have divisions with, with 19? Cut people in half? But it doesn't matter if, if... Oh, but you need good debate. No, there is no freaking debate, okay. Ted. But, but, this, no but this debate. is the thing. When you have Democrats, when, have when you, you have Democrats those, saying... Have you seen those committee hearings when committee, committee chairmen have been belligerent to people giving testimony? There is no debate. 
Yes, Republicans can try to filibuster because, yes, there has been mismanagement of the calendar. And one of the few techniques Republicans have is to try to stretch out and filibuster. Sure. And so never before has uh, calling the question and using things to end debate been used uh, uh, before like it's been used now. Fine, that's part of the game. And they're well, able to do you it. But you know, that's a rule that's existed, you know, for the entire time. Well, it's, that a, it's I, a rule. You can use it. Yeah, this, is, this isn't like something that came up and was like new. No, but it's never been used as it's been used this year. Point being that the small amount of Republicans there, whether they're unified or whether they're all off on their own island, it doesn't matter. It's moot. And to see the press, who's never had to deal with uh, a supermajority of Democrats, still trying to beat up on Republicans like it matters, or, <laughs> or even to see Democrats beat up on Republicans like it matters, there are no re more Republicans. It's a moot point. The game is, and the press doesn't want to talk about it, and certainly Democrats don't want to talk about it, is Democrat on Democrat violence. That the divisions there is the only game really in town. And I know you people don't want to talk about it, but it's going to become more and more obvious. Oh, true. As this, I, as listen, I'll talk about it. It's, it's going to become more and more obvious. It's going to become more and more obvious because a lot of people on the more left are going to get even more upset because they're not getting what they want or what they think is the right thing to do. And so they're gonna start expressing some of that. And this is where it's gonna take leadership and some of the folks that have been down there a little bit longer, you know, they're gonna to have to step up. That statement and, you and, just and, made, and, and, stop, stop, that, that statement you just made is the hinge on which I wanna put this conversation. Yeah, Republicans say things, I say things, but I have not seen Democrats who know better stand up and say, this has gone too far. I have not seen- okay, what, what do you want them to do? Stand on the street corner and start barking it? I mean- I, 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 remember, th I there, remember, There is, there is an, an elected official down there, one for sure, who did this the entire session in terms of controlling this, trying to keep us on the right track, let's not go too far left literally trying to legislate. And that was Finberg, President Finberg. He's an, no, seriously, he's an extraordinary politician. And I tell you, it would have been even more mayhem had he not been there and had Dominic not been there, the uh, majority leader. Seriously, it would have been. Finberg has been pushing environmental. Um, he's from Boulder, surprise. Surprise. He's been pushing environmental extremism for years. But it's not oh, just. Oh, environmental extremism, okay. Envir not just. And Not yes, I'm rolling just, my eyes. Yes. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to put a jar there. Instead of a swear jar, it's going to be an eye roll jar for you. <laughs> you have to put a, put a dollar in. Um, but it's not just legislators. At this point in the body politic, there's also the groups, the commentators, the reporters, the special interest groups. You know, there was a time when the ACLU would stand up for free speech. There was a time when the columnists would stand up. And at some point, those around the system who have spent the last couple of decades beating up on conservatives for sometimes a lot of great reasons, it's now time, I think, that those commentators, those spectators, those activists, those special interests have to go, all right, wait a second. This is, this is going too far. We're beating up the businesses that have made Colorado vibrant. 
uh, starting with our governor, who I think has been very late to the game and still hasn't stood okay, up. I, I, we can come back to that, we but I, I, to I think that's very unfair. Really waiting to the last week to deal with an issue he has had two years to deal with and dropping this turd on the table of a property tax issue. Right, right. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's not leadership. No, that's smart strategy. Smart strategy? Smart strategy, yeah, absolutely. I well, serve for, that for, up to first, you. How is that good leadership, smart strategy, and how is that an answer to one of the most complex issues facing Colorado, how to deal uh, with, with Colorado after, well, without, without, for, after first Gallagher? First off, it takes longer sometimes to get these things done. In terms of figuring yeah, longer out, than a week. Well, no, to develop the policy and what it's going to be, you know, and you you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to have. You're really going to defend. You're really going to defend. I'm going to defend the governor. 303. I'm going to defend the governor. Um, you can have these ideas, and you know, this is what you need to do. And it's in January. Heck, you can have this idea and know a year ago we really got to start addressing this problem. And you look at it, and you're trying to figure out what to do. And time passes. One month goes by. Three months go by. Five months go by. Without stakeholder input without having a bill that people can actually look at, work on. Oh, oh, so stakeholder input. So no offense to you, you're a very dear friend, but you know, you would fall on a sword for Tabor. And we've spent a lot of time, quite frankly, legislating around it. And everybody knows it. I mean, destroying also, it from the outside okay, with fee increases. You, you may say that. I do say that. <laughs> and we hear it. Um, no, you do it. You, you have know, destroyed table with fee increases. So they do something at the last minute. So they do something in the last two weeks. After two years, eight days before session, they drop a bill. Eight days before session. That if people pass, will destroy refunds forever. <laughs> really? Oh, come on. Oh, come on? Oh, destroy... That, so an issue hey, that hey, doesn't look, bother okay. you. Oh, no, no, no. And will not, will not lower uh, property taxes but a hair. But you know what? This is, this is a, you know, a proposal, a policy that the people have to adopt. And it's all because you guys say we have to vote on these kinds of things, which is fine. Let's vote on it. The people will have it. You'll go out. You'll run a campaign like you normally do. You're very, very good at it. You can run them on a shoestring, which is stunning in terms <laughs> that's of how all you, I have. Um, <laughs> a half a shoestring. And it, it'll be difficult for us. I mean, I'm betting. But do you think... You think this proposition is a good policy. I yeah, want to hear you. Yes. Okay. I mean, it, this, we have to do something. Oh, do we? Yes, we do. Oh, why oh, do we okay. have to do? Okay. Why let, do we have to do something? Let's, because let's we, not do something. Let's not do anything. Because we destroyed Gallagher. <clears throat> let, let's not do anything and let people have property taxes just like Ted, come over no. them like a wave. And why is that, Ted? Why, why is that, Ted? <laughs> Excuse me, Ted. I'm thinking, why, 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 why will property taxes be going at them like a wave? Why is that, Ted? Why will property taxes this year be going at them? Why yeah, is that? I know. We got rid of Gallagher. I know. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, it was time to do that, though. Oh, why? Oh, it was. It was. Was. <laughs> then it was time. Own up okay, to your so, crap, so, man. Okay, so so for me, so for me, it is uh, corner table for one corner, meaning me. So I get it. I get so it. So getting back to this, we are in a new reality. Let me let me set the, your table for one. I accept Colorado is in a new world. Republicans are in 
a minority and will be for a long time. Republican Party is in dysfunction. It will be in dysfunction for perhaps a decade. I don't see a real way for it to to heal itself for quite some time. Right. I'm not saying it's gone forever. I see a new... I don't think it's gone forever at all. No, it's not gone forever, but I see it, it, it gone. I see that there'll be a new third way coming. That third way might be an unaffiliated way. It might be a rejuvenized Republican Party after right. economic uh, hardship. Hey, for all these folks that are saying, oh, we're going to start a new party, strategically for me, I'm like, you go for it. No, but I do Absolutely see, you go I do see a new. I do see a new unaffiliated reality hitting Colorado. Um, and that unaffiliated reality is is um, going to be a threat to. I, I to, think that's true. To, to it, Democrats if you, as well. You think about the evolution of what's going on. Um, you're seeing more and more of the extremism get some light, and in some ways get a little bit more legs than they normally deserve. Um, and it's going to take people seeing that and going, "Oh my God, I can't believe this is actually what's going on." And then reacting to it. The thing is, we do this every day. You know, we do this for a living. So we're in it. And we're like, you know, hey, hello, hello, danger, yellow flag, yellow flag, yellow flag. And people outside are the ones that are going to start reacting to it. Don't see it. You know, it's like the old adage that for those of us in campaigns, when you start seeing ads on TV and they want to make you vomit because you've seen them so much, that's the point in time. This is Pancho Hayes' old adage. That's the point in time when it's just starting to break through. And I think it's the same thing here. The challenge is, challenge is what is the collateral damage as we go down this path? The things that punch through faster, though, are pocketbooks. You know, it was funny for me when, when Walmart stopped having plastic bags and people were like, where's my plastic bag? And guys, what do you mean where's your plastic? Where have you been? Those idiots took away your plastic bags. <laughs> and next January, when they're gone forever, be like, those idiots know how you should live. And so there'll be more of that reality. And I because yeah, we really want plastic, you know, washing up on shores. Do, you know, do we have to go through this again? Yeah, I know, None I know. of Colorado's yeah. plastic goes into any shores. I know, None but I think it. think about in the mountain. This stuff doesn't like disintegrate. Yes, but but to say it goes into shores is I know. ignorant okay, or a I should have done that. I know. I, I, Are, can we? Let's just, all right, one line right, at a time. Corner, table for one corner, right, just, you, you did it again. Again, yes, there's no plastic Listen, I admit store. it, I admit it. Yes, but you see, every time a line like that goes out, the fear goes out, and then it takes forever for I'll, it to come I'll back cut. in and to all say, All right, this isn't go. about me lying. Yes, but we've been through this, so obviously you okay, knew better. So, uh, well, you know, sometimes we have to, like, set standards, and we agree as a society what the rules are by which we're going to operate. And that's and why we have that's why we them. have a legislative process. Yes, you get together, you debate, you decide this is how we're going to live. But lying is not one of them. You know, I mean, did you complain when all of a sudden we didn't have horse travel? No, because markets took care of that. But lying is not one of them. Right. And when and when Fenberg said, I think it was Fenberg who said, I can put together a ghost gun in three minutes, he is lying. Well, that I don't know. Yes, I know for a fact. I, I, he, I bet he couldn't even put together a regular gun in five minutes, no less carve out a, a receiver in, in three minutes. So that's not going to happen. So that's the kind of lying that I find very offensive. Pardon me. Saying things that are facts that are not is offensive to me. Saying you're a good-looking man, that's not. 
You're good looking. <laughs> All right. Let's get back, let's get back to, to, to the part of this, though. I understand Colorado's changed, and it's changed for, uh, it's going to be changed for a long time. Now that it has, the game is not the conservative side. That's, that's moot. The game is now the system that you have helped to create. You've helped create this monster, and it has gotten, from my point of view, it has gotten out of control. Yeah. When I say French Revolution, fine, Frankenstein, whatever, you can come up with your own term. That's a dollar in the eye roll scan. But it has, it has created this own thing. And how does this play out? Because at some point... I think this comes back to what I was talking about earlier, is some of this has to play out in a way where extreme things start to happen, and people finally start reacting. Well, some of the policies that could, you know, that they could put up, and it's like, listen, this really doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, because there are things that moved <clears throat> through the General Assembly this last session, and they moved in part because they're like, well, it's a Democratic bill. It's such and such as bill. You know, we know it's going to get cleaned up at some point, or it's going to die at some point, so they move it along. Well, that kind of thing catches up to you. You know, and at some point, at some point, things start slipping through the cracks, um, and some of that is going to have to happen. So people react. It's the same thing with Republicans. It, 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 when, did, when I guys... hear, did I just hear? Because people weren't brave enough to kill a a bad bill that they knew it was a bad bill because it would offend somebody, that bad laws were made. Is that what I just heard? That happens. Okay, uh, but I just want—I didn't know if that's what I heard. Oh yeah, I know. Okay. That's exactly what I'm saying. All right. Yeah, you could have said that. Right, Sorry. Right. Listen, so, I'm trying to be artful. I'm trying you're trying to be, to be artful. artful. I'm not an artful guy. I'm kind of <laughs> slow. All right. So, so in other words, what I heard was Democrats were not courageous enough to kill bad bills. In some instances, because yes. they didn't want to stand up to their own. Mind you, Republicans yes. have had the same issues. It's exactly what I'm power. saying. It's right. exactly what I'm saying. But Republicans, at least in my time have never had a super majority and a near super majority and a Republican governor. Because you guys have such a great system, you know, and you know how to win elections. Exactly. Dollar the in the point, eye roll bag. Point being, we've never had we've never had the success you have created because you were the architect. So now architect, another eye roll. God, you should be a teenage girl. You really <laughs> should be a teenage girl. So at least I didn't pull out my phone. I was going to start texting. Oh my God, dad's making me talk about my budget again. All right. So you guys can't stop some of these bad bills. And I see a lot more bad bills than I think you see. Right. What happens? What's next? Because these bad bills some Democrats takes, are gonna year, start to lose. takes years to turn into bad reality. Well, I, one, this is where we come back to, you know, you can only light your hair on fire so many times. You know, were, were there things that probably, you know, that shouldn't have passed um, that in terms of how I would Name look at it? a couple that you think shouldn't have passed. Oh, like I'm going to go on record. No, yeah, go I, on record. Uh, come on. Come on. See, again, this is the courageous thing that nobody on your side wants to go to your people and go, that was a bad idea. That was a bad idea. We should stop doing these all things. Right, okay. All right. I, I will commit to this. Let's do a show we'll go through, and I'll be explicit. This is a show. I think show. this is stupid. Let's be explicit. Well, i got to think about it. 
Oh, you know them. You've got a I few in your head. It. You're locked and loaded. And my guess is you have five in your head right now you could reel off. Uh, actually, I don't. You have two that you could reel <laughs> off. You have probably two, three, four, five that you were paid to work against as a lobbyist. Um, Go for them. Okay. Why do we have to have so many license plates? I know. It wasn't that one. <laughs> it's like we have a license plate for everything. Have a let's swig ha- of whiskey hey. and now tell me All right, which let's ones. Move. Come on, let's move on. Let's move. This is what I'm talking about, that Democrats should stand up to other Democrats. You are the only line of defense to save okay. this now, damn y- state. Not you, you personally, but other you people. Know, reasonable, you, you know, you know reasonable. I stand up. You know I stand up and say that. I mean, I really need to look at a list to say these are the ones I really think are bad ideas. Because there are now there allow are many. Me. There Excuse are many. Me. Here's are the many. eye roll. Yeah, <laughs> that does feel good. I see why you do it so often. Okay, pitch them and say these are bad ideas, and I'll tell you if I agree or not. Let's do it that way. Uh, the governor's housing uh, bill, his signature housing bill. Actually, it's a market-based approach so of like addressing it. yeah of, of addressing affordable housing. Seriously, it's a market-based approach. Because if you think about it today, you have folks that have, you know, six acres, seven acres, houses in areas where there should be more housing, um, subsidizing, you know. At other Anything f- in the oil and gas industry. Okay, that's that, there, um, there. There needs to be expedited permitting for those actors that do the right thing. Um, there need to be emission targets that are actually realistic, that companies can actually meet, and there are companies that can. Uh, no, there are. Oh, I represent uh, one no, of them. I, I agree. You know, I mean, because but the oil and gas industry is basically dead in this state. I wouldn't say or it, dying uh, on its last legs. No, it's. I, I wouldn't say that. Has it been bad for oil and gas? Absolutely. Do I think we've gone too far against oil and gas? Yes. Is that not? completely defending what Jared's doing? Yes. Am I going to get in trouble for this? Yes. Um, but it is true. I mean, it is it is a key industry of the state, and we really need to be mindful about how, how we're dealing with it. I tell However, you, me, how, me, I'll give you a soft landing here. What a pussy. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, so let me ask you this. How can we get our... Oh, let me rephrase. Republicans have no power. How do we get reasonable Democrats who know better, who go, this is economy crushing? Right. How do we get those uh, Republicans or those Democrats, whether the Roy Romer, Dick Lamb, Ritter, hell, even Hickenlooper type Democrats who go, this is insane. We are not here to, to be woke uh, warriors to change people's lives. We need a we need people to be free and businesses to do business in Colorado. Right. How do we help them have the guts to stand up? Start and defeating stop Democrats. It? Start defeating Democrats, and that's Democrats defeating Democrats. How do we get the Democrats to defeat Democrats? Would you something know, like it, open pri- be- would would something like real open primaries or jungle primaries help? Would uh, what does it take to get to get somebody like you to sit in the seat and answer the questions honestly, like right. this we're, bill we're gonna, And we're going to come back to some legislation I didn't oh, like. I, 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 well, no, because I don't want to come away. I don't want people to think that 
You know, he's known for having opinions, and now all of a sudden he doesn't have them. No, you know, it's, did, it's, did it's he North lose them Co- when he walked this down is, the stairs? This is the problem I, I feel with the new left. It is like North Korea. You cannot speak the truth, otherwise you okay, lose contracts. Okay, it's not North Korea, because we actually Korea. feed our people. Um, <laughs> and, and until you say the wrong thing, and then you're canceled, and you're afraid of saying oh, the wrong oh, thing. And now, uh, that's the reason why we're going to go back to this, because I don't, I don't want to be seen that way. You don't um, want to be seen that no, way, but how, you don't want to say it gets the wrong fixed, thing. No, how it gets fixed is Democrats have to start to lose. You know, and we, we're going to have to, within our own party, be willing to stand up, you know, in, its, in a similar way as some Republicans did in terms of looking at your far right, the Dudley, um, Dudley Brown, nutty gun folks that are like way nutty gun folks, not just Second Amendment folks, and go after them and say, listen, we're going to beat you in primaries. We're going to have to do the same thing. And a lot of our folks don't want to talk about it. They don't believe that it's true. It's like all Democrats are going to be there. We're all going to be together. And if you actually believe that, then you're blind because all you had to do was watch a Democratic caucus operate this last session and you can see the divisions and battles that happened within it and the pressure tactics that were going on. And from my opinion now, here, you got me on a roll now. From my perspective, that's, you know, that's their prerogative. But in terms of for us and the health of the Democratic Party and for maintaining caucuses and maintaining majorities, that is unhealthy. And we're going to the only way we can fix that is some of these people have to lose. But then folks within the democratic world and also within the business world have got to be willing to play in those primaries. And they're getting better about it. You know, they played in a few this last cycle. But we got to stop doing this as one-off. We've got to be willing to stand up and say, this isn't us. I came out against Dudley Brown, who was kind of the equivalent of that in Republican primaries. Right. Because he's a charlatan. Um, and I paid a big price for that. Who made a lot of money. Who made tons of money. The thing is, I don't think Dudley Brown was a true believer. I mean, he just made tons of money. I think in your world, those Dudley Brown types are true believers. They are true socialist believers. They are true social justice warriors. Yeah. And I don't think they're at it for the money. I think they're at it for the revolution. Oh, of course they're not at it for the money. Okay, to say that they're at it for the revolution, I... I I have to push back on that one, John. Push back it's not like they like. sit around, you know, in somebody's commune and pass around granola and talk about I how it's Boulder. lovely to be, you know, it's lovely to be vegan. But can you be vegan and eat granola? That I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And and plan. Yes. yes, you can. And plan. Oh, this is how we're going to have the revolution because you know, once we get all the power, then we'll go out and we'll nationalize all the industries and we'll take private property from people. And we'll make sure that John Caldera has no place to go. They are taking my guns. Yeah. Oh, come on. We're not either. Really, strengthening red flag laws, you know, requiring different age requirements in terms of gun- that is not taking your guns. No, nothing. Bold, bold nothing. just outlawed all my guns. No, nothing that the legislature did is taking your guns. Nothing. We'll talk later. Yeah, well, we can come to that. We can come to that. Let's, we, but let's, go, back, let's go back to the... But, but the point being... In the Republican ranks, we had, we had crazies, and they cost us elections. Yeah. Wait, it, Your crazies did not cost you oh, elections. Oh, this is the revolution thing we were talking about. I, they're not sitting around saying they're planning the revolution. You, you make it sound as if office. all of a sudden there's going to be a lamez for Colorado Democrats. Um, I mean, that, that's just nuts. However, they're going to have to start to lose, and that means people within our own party have to be willing 
Oh, you talk about phones. Yeah, talk about phones. They've got to be willing to stand up. And that also means funders have got to be willing to stand up. Folks have got to start saying, you know, enough is enough. You know, we're going to start losing if we go too far. Now, that's not to say we shouldn't have debate. It's not to say that these ideas shouldn't be out there. Um, but we've got to be really mindful about how far we actually go. And managing that is very difficult. But s- some folks are going to have to, and it, it, I'm more than happy to help and state and say and wave, or, you know, wave a, a hand. Um, I don't have the checkbook in order to do some of that. But it's going to take people that have the checkbook that are willing to do it. And they have to be willing to do it. Talking about checkbooks, the way that you and Al Yates helped design. Many people help design, many people. I'm going to give you and Al Yates the largest amount of credit, but you had behind you some of the largest checkbooks, including that of Pat Stryker and, um, um, help me out, the whiskey's talking, including our governor and um, somebody um, I used to represent and somebody help me out Gil Gil uh, 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 Tim Tim Gill and of course uh, um, you know Bridges and all the rest primarily are those, Pat same, and Tim. Are, are those same type of guys willing to go back in to rein back somebody like that's got to be willing to do it I don't know if they will I don't to know rein if they back will. what they've in my terms, not yours, what they've unleashed? Um, I don't know. Somebody needs to. It, 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 we're, we're at a point this is going to keep getting more towards this edge that's going to be hard to defend. Another way, artful way of saying this. Um, and then at that point, when it gets too difficult to defend, we're going to start to lose. The question is, how does it swing? And how much does it swing back? What do you mean we're going to start to lose. Our side, Democrats, are going to start to lose. To I mean, Republicans. A- anybody, anybody who thinks that this is a Democratic state forever and this yeah. is going to be bright blue. Um, well, California you know, we is, have a lot of marijuana shops. I suggest yeah. you go down and get some more because you're really high. Although California has stayed blue for a long, long time. It is starting to show, however, movement towards the right. It's interesting but that... see, the difference, though, is, is that the registration numbers in California are different you have a lot more Democrats. Here, that's not the case. You know, it's, in terms of registration, obviously the fewest Republicans, and I remember when that Republican number was a lot higher, then you have Democrats, and then there's a significant jump, and you get to unaffiliated. So that's why I say it, unaffiliated is like tender. And there could be a point where somebody, you know, and metaphorically throws a match on it, and it lights that pendulum then can swing and it's going to it will be well who are the leaders who are the individuals the characters the personalities that are able to ride that or see the light of where i think this is what the state should be doing this is where we should be going and take advantage of that now there are advocates out there that would say something like ranked choice voting is a way to get to that you know and there's arguments for it arguments against it um, in, you know, and maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. You know, I, I think we still got to be look. I mean, we at least got to look at it. The thing, thing about ranked choice voting and national popular vote is they become polarizing. You know, it's 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 now a democratic conspiracy, when it really isn't. You know, I, oh gee whiz, one person one vote, all votes should count the same. Oh, that's a democratic conspiracy. 
Really? See, my, I've, ah, I've caught you. No, I'm just listening. Silence, table for one, silence. No, no, actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm very skeptical of ranked choice voting. I like its competitor, which is called um, approval voting, but it's the same sort of thing. There's right. also something about um, perhaps jungle primaries, which they use in other states. I'm open to something like that. There needs to be a debate about all of it. We, yeah. we need to have a debate about it. I don't think your team, Democrats, are going to be open to such a debate because they've got everything to lose. They have a lock on power right now. Well, I mean, strategically speaking, you should be doing ranked choice voting in red states. So you increase the likelihood that Democrats can win. And Republicans should be doing ranked choice voting in blue states, which increases their likelihood that they're able to start winning again because it balances some of it out. I mean, in Colorado, ranked choice voting should be the wet dream of one particular Republican consultant that runs 80% of the Republican campaigns um, because it would allow them to actually start winning. But for some odd reason, they don't see the light. It's like, oh, that's evil poison, and that's evil poison, so therefore we can't do it, we can't hand it around, we can't even talk about it. It also might be... I mean, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face. I also believe that a lot of the... I'm going to use my terminology, put it through your filter. The wild socialists in the legislature who win primaries, if there was either an open primary or ranked choice or approval voting, they might not be the choice that wins in a general. That overall, if in a general, um, they might win in a, in a Democratic primary, but in, uh, for, for their entire district, the more moderate Democrat might be the choice for that district. Well, so for some of these methods that we're talking about, um, in the primary, I actually think you could have somebody that isn't quite as far right or isn't as quite far left win. I mean, I, I think this dream that we're going to have a unified primary, that there isn't a Democratic primary, there isn't a Republican primary, there's just one, and you, whatever process you use to determine who the two are going to be, kind of like be a, a general the election. Denver mayor. Um, that right, I think that's that's a tough sell. I mean, I, why is that? There still needs to be a two-party system. I mean, there's why because it's built up this way. I mean, you can you you have stark differences from how Republicans think about certain issues and how Democrats think about certain issues, and it's a way of making sure it's like, hey, you all in your family, you figure stuff out. You know, throw the furniture, look at the laundry, scream, yell, do whatever you need to do, and then come back well, and let us know who, it, who is your person. Open primaries. Your, yeah, well, but you know, I don't think open primaries are necessarily a bad thing. You know, I was against it, you know, because strategically as a Democrat, as a partisan, I was against it we too, wanted to win. And I've, I've actually grown more open to it as I've seen what, like, like Tina Peters was going to do a better job? Yeah, well, hello. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to flip. Because we, 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 we have to do something. Let me flip this over. I've been raking you over the coals. Oh, no, please. I love it. No. Let me flip this over. You're the strategist. Flip hats over and give advice to Republicans. Republicans, as I've said, are moot. I think the Republican right. Party in Colorado is, for the most part, dead. And, and I've gone through 
I've gone through the five stages of grieving. I've gone through the Kubler-Roth stages. And I've done so <laughs> actually years ago. So I've got many, many friends who are like, oh, no, no, uh, uh, we're, we're, it's going to be great. We're going to do this. We're, they're in denial. Right. And pretty soon they're going to be really angry. And, right. we're gonna be re- and then they're going to be barking, no, we're going to be able to do this and this and this and this. Years ago, right. years ago, I, I saw this. And I've already been through those stages. Right. So I've been at acceptance for years. And so it's kind of hard for me to deal with many of my friends who are still, they haven't even hit denial yet. But I'm at acceptance that the Colorado Republican Party is no longer. It might come back again. It's going to take cycles. Um, but it is, the patient on the table is not going to be resuscitated as it is. Right. That's my, that's my take. I agree. There, and, and, and I feel bad about that, but I, I'm now, I'm happy that he's in a better place. Right? <laughs> so, you helped. So what the, would I do? What would yeah, I do? Yeah. So look, look at this. Knowing Stop the, thinking that, you, it, that it, this Republican Party is this entity that you're going to go out and fix. Figure out what the core values are in terms of what you guys believe in and what you think the state should be doing and do a lot of research as to where people are and where unaffiliated voters are. Because I'm telling you, I still think, and people look at me like I'm nuts, I still think this is more a center-right state than center-left state. It's just I that a lot of the you. unaffiliated people haven't like been paying attention. It's not their fault. It's like, why would they pay attention? They have their lives. They're working. They're raising kids. Um, Figure out what that is. Build something for that and the capacities that you need. But when doing that, make sure that it isn't all consultant driven. (laughs) Make sure that it isn't, well, no, because it- No, I couldn't agree with you more, my friend. I couldn't agree with you It's not to say the consultants are bad. They're not. It's just that you gotta make sure- By the way, we killed off this incredible bottle of Keeper's Heart. I tell you, it's really good. Well, a friend of mine um, is one of the owners of this company and I hate uh, Irish whiskey. But Same this here. Is a, this is a, this is really good. This is amazing. It's so a is bourbon. it Irish whiskey that the big bourbon. bourbon? Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. I anyway, like it. Uh, you can. I think you can find it. So Argonaut, I, you know, I've places. said this multiple times, but you know, figure out what those capacities are. Figure out how you're going to invest in those capacities, and you got to do all of them. You can't do a little piece here, a little piece there. We're going to run some stuff in these primaries over there. Got to be willing to spend some money on it, um, and then go and then and just say. This is who we are. This is where the state needs to go. You know, in the early days when we did uh, the quote, take back or take over, whatever the heck you want to call it, you know, all the entities that we created, none of them had the word Democrat in them. Right. Because being a Democrat was, you know, not necessarily seen as a good thing. Um, so it would, you know, it was like uh, citizens who love Colorado or, you know, the future of the world is this. I mean, I'm kind of being a little flippant, but have that, and then once you start winning, then a lot of these people within that party structure will come back. Let them sit there and whine and scream and do what they want to do. I mean, what money do they have to keep doing this? Let me throw that back at you using my words and tell me if, if, if you think I've got it right. As I said, the patient is dead. It's not a bad thing. I've come to acceptance, and Republicans need to do the same. See, I wouldn't say it's dead, but well, this version, I know what you're saying. This version right, is I'll, dead. I'll, All right. I'll let you finish. Yeah, this, ver- this version is dead. And so it's, which is not a bad thing. It means that we now have a completely clean slate, a completely 
clean whiteboard. We get to draw right. something from scratch, which is beautiful. But it means, and this is the hardest part I think people have with politics. It means that we have to accept reality. And I don't know about on your team, on my team, we don't like reality. We like our perceptions of reality. We don't like reality. Here's the reality I see in Colorado. Tell me if you think my, my filter is wrong. For at least the near future, next decade, Colorado is, is not just pro-choice. I think it's a pro-abortion state. Yeah, absolutely. What, what I mean by that is... We weigh the most liberal abortion law in the country. Right. Even when, you, when the governor... And my uh, response to that is, thank God. Well, when I say... No, I don't, I don't say that. When, when the governor pushed and signed a law that said people don't even have the choice to take the abortion reversal pill, you can't say it's pro-choice. That was, that was just ugly for him to do. Even if you're, you can't say you're pro-choice if you say, I want to take the other abortion reversal, I want to take the abortion reversal pill, and the guy says, no, you can't take it. That's, I think that's just, you can't say you're pro-choice. You're now pro-abortion. We'll leave that for another time. But Colorado is a pro-abortion, not pro-choice, pro-abortion. Colorado is pro-LGBT. Colorado is pro-weed, uh, now pro-mushroom. Colorado is pro. You're welcome. Envir- yeah, that was. Yeah, that's all you're you. Welcome. Uh, Colorado is pro. Um, uh, pro environmentalist. Pro uh, uh, CO two. The world is right. climate change. Whatever. Those things. Except that's the way reality is. Right. I am not yet convinced, as a guy who's uh, uh, passed two tax cuts, that Colorado is a pro-tax, pro-regulatory pro-woke state. It's not. They're not. And, it's not. And, and this comes this comes back to when you ask, okay, are there legislative things that happened that you would personally call out? Yeah, anything that's anti-business. Right. D- Democrats are going to start to lose if we don't start thinking through a business lens. Right. Um, and when Romer was governor, things were seen through a business, business. lens. When Lamb was governor, things were seen through a business lens. You could argue that when Hickenlooper was governor, you at least had some of that. Some of that. Not and nearly if, enough. And if we don't, it's we Democrats, if we don't start getting that, we are going to start to lose because you can't look small business in the face and say, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to add all these extra requirements on because we know better than you. I mean, we, we know how to run your business better than you. We know how to tell you how many workers you need, how they should be doing their work week, how they should be paid, how often they should be there, how much notice they have to give you. I mean, the... All of that is crazy. You take three people who are squeaky wheels that bitch about something, and all of a sudden you're going to say, I'm going to legislate around it. That, that when Democrats do that, that's when we start to lose. And we, we are waltzing, not waltzing, running, running at that wall right now. And we're going to pay a price. Now, does that help? That helps. Let me be the old guy who goes, eh, eh. I remember so that do you want was, Eisenhower president? Is that the time period we're going to use? <laughs> I remember it was Governor Romer who signed Independence Institute's flat tax law bill into law. I remember it was Bill. It was a Governor Romer, Democrat, who signed our idea for charter schools, one of the first in the nation, second in the nation to do so. Now, 13% of all kids in Colorado are in charter schools. 
Remember, it was Governor Romer who signed the first bill to um, competitively contract 20% of RTD's bus services. Now, 50% are contracted out. The savings is what is keeping RTD's fast tracks alive. That's the only thing that is keeping it alive. Right. Yeah, these are, so when you say he had business, the guy ran a John Dealer. No, John Deere dealership. They have yeah. many of them now. Right. It's very successful. Right. And so when you say you believe that Colorado in its soul is still center right, um, I will not say the, the libertarian word because that scares people too much. But I tend to agree with you that I still on the think economy soul. For, on the economy for sure. On social issues, not. On that's woke not. issues, I know that's a big I, I know, flurry yeah, term. A big, yeah, big flurry yeah. term. But I also think on that, um, you know, people in Colorado are tired of the crime. They're tired of uh, what all as they should be. I'm tired of, of a cancel culture where they're worried about saying the wrong thing at work. I th I think there's I think there is something here where yeah, they're pro-abortion, they're pro-weed, they're pro-gay, they're pro-environment. They love the outdoors, but damn it, they want to control their own lives. They don't want to be regulated, and I believe the hubris of what progressives are doing could be their undoing if my team finally gets their heads yeah, out of their asses. Yeah, we should be losing. We should you be. always should have been losing. Well, no, well, you think for different reasons than what I no, think. No, I've always said. You, you know my cardinal political axiom. There's nothing Republicans can't fuck up. <laughs> well, I... Bottom line around what's going on with we Democrats today, and that is we have to get a focus back around as to what makes this economy run. Because if you don't have an economy running, then all this other or all these other issues that we're talking about are moot. You know, you can talk about a work week, but if you don't have a restaurant, you don't have a work week. You know, we could talk about, you know, regulation of oil and gas or regulation around the air. We've got to be smart about what we're doing or we're not going to have the industries that are there. Now, do I think we need to be aggressive? Absolutely. Do I think we should be more aggressive than how you would think? Absolutely. Do I think we need to be more aggressive than the majority of the oil and gas industry? Absolutely. You know, but there, there is a path on environmentalism that will work. And there's a path that when you use market-based approaches, you can get to some of these places that you want. And the challenge is, is that you end up having to legislate for the smaller percentage of bad actors. And so then the good actors get punished. And we have to figure out a way that we're good to the good actors, but punish the bad actors. And that's what's what, so frustrating with a lot of the legislation that comes from the left, is you're legislating around the 15% that's a problem. And the 15% that's a problem makes the 85% that's okay, or at least the 60% that's okay, pay the price. Well, it doesn't work. It's not gonna work, and we're gonna lose. Why don't you switch teams? No. And I'm not talking, I know you're gay, I'm not talking that switch teams. Why don't you join the right team and help save the state? Oh, okay, so the, a team of two? Like, like where, do, where do I go? You worked for a team of where two and go? you took over the, took over the state. <laughs> Come on, work for fiscal sanity. Uh, listen, I'm for fiscal sanity. Uh, no, you're not. You just ushered we, in the, the you, no. over the last two decades, you ushered in the team that is bringing fiscal, fis, you brought in fiscal <laughs> ruin. No, I, it, listen, what, 
Governor Polis has a breath of fresh air in terms of how we approach. I know, and listen, I have friends on the left who scream and yell and are so mad at him, and I'm sure they have a picture up on the wall and they throw darts at it. Um, but he's thinking about a lot of this the right way, and he's being able to do things at address. I don't care what he thinks. I care what he puts his signature on. I know, and a lot of what they're doing is a good approach. You're going to disagree with it because the approach actually cuts at the core of things that you really believe in and that you fight for. That's great. Believe in them, fight for them. We're going to disagree with some of them, and we're going to fight for them and believe in ways to try to change it. And then we have a debate about it, and who wins elections are the ones that make the decisions. And the way you make decisions is you win elections. And how you win elections is you, like, create an infrastructure to do it. And the fact that your side hasn't done it is not my fault. Doesn't mean I can't hate you. Now, now, do I think that that needs to exist? Absolutely. It's unhealthy. All right. Very it's last unhealthy. question because we've been talking for a while. Off the wall. Who do you think is going to win the race for mayor for Denver? Oh, do you don't think do this to me. Pardon me? Don't Come do on. this to me. Come on. I, listen, Kelly Bruff. I want Kelly Bruff to be mayor. What I love that? Michael. I, I, the city's going to win either way. I mean, you can't say the city's going to lose. Yeah, I'm going to say but the city's going to lose. I, I have to tell you, though, we should be raising some questions when over, you know, seven-figure money is coming into the state to help a candidate from people that don't live here, that don't have property here. The only interest is if they know this particular person, and there are other agendas that they have um, that may not necessarily be something that a city would be doing. And I, I think that that raises some, some questions. And I think that Kelly is more appropriate for the job. I think she's more qualified for the job. I mean, she's actually effectively run the city before. Um, and we need somebody. Because God knows Hickenlooper didn't run it. And, uh, well, when I, 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 not, Come on, that was good. You got to give me two <laughs> points for that one. You got to give me two points for that one, and you know it's true. All right, we're going to leave it at that. My friend, thank you so much. Uh, always, John. Love to be here. If you've enjoyed this episode of Devil's Advocate, I hope you'll share it with a friend. And I hope you'll subscribe and follow the show. We have new ones released weekly. Remember, this audio was taken from our TV show. To watch it, just search the letters IITV for Independence Institute TV on YouTube for this and many other great conversations. 